Welcome to Defining Moments Podcast. This is Margie, the editor and producer of Defining Moments Podcast. Thank you for listening to the show today. If you would like to follow us, you can find us on social media, on Twitter at DefMomentsPod, on Instagram at Defining Moments Podcast, and also on YouTube, search Defining Moments Podcast. Are you ready for another undefeated show? Let's roll. We're, we're good. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Marty? Yeah. This, is, this is friends. I'm with friends. Yeah. All right. <laughs> here we go. Welcome back to the Undefeated Show, Defining Moments podcast, located here at Project 3810, the house that Kyle Golding built. And today's very, very special guest is the All-American, undefeated <laughs> Lieutenant Governor of the great state of Oklahoma, Lieutenant Governor Pinnell. Welcome. To the podcast. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Yes, of course. Yes, You're just, we're, having you we're, back. we're not in the closet anymore. No. This is <laughs> we're this upgraded. Is a, this is amazing. Yeah, it was about yeah. four years ago, I think. It was about four years ago. Yeah. We we're in the closet kind of, and then yeah. met up with Kyle Golding, and he's like, Hey, I've got the uh they got the palace on the prairie down south in Oklahoma. And he's got the palace on the uh the podcasting palace yeah. here in Oklahoma City. So yeah, awesome. yeah. We are here. We are here. It's, it's fantastic. It's been great. It's been great to see your journey. Well, it's been it's been a journey, all right. Yeah, uh, we, you know we're coming up to four years yeah. in office and uh, running again in in, uh, in November, and hopefully uh, we'll have four more years. So eight years, yeah. I hope. Yeah. Uh, but the four years has been quite a ride. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some days you you wonder why you got involved in politics. <laughs> um, I never thought I knew what I was getting myself into. Sure. But I didn't think we'd have the worst flood in state history. That was year one, right into a global pandemic. Right. Essentially, one kind of led right into the next. And it, yeah. it's, it's been a wild ride, but I've been so proud of how Oklahoma mm-hmm. uh, has conducted itself, how we've kind of uh, risen above uh, a lot of the uh, divisiveness in this country. Mm. Uh, and that Oklahoma standard, you, you, we've seen a lot of instances of that over the last four years, particularly during COVID. Yeah. Uh, I even did a, a, a short podcast series, um, Oklahoma Proud series, just interviewing good Oklahomans yeah. that were helping people during COVID. Because mm-hmm. that Oklahoma standard is a, it's a big deal. It, it's yeah. real. It's not just a, not just a slogan. Right. Uh, it's real, and it helps draw a lot of people to the state of Oklahoma. Yeah. Question: What What do you feel like? You've been around Oklahoma for nearly your whole life. You've been to all twenty seven districts, all these counties, yep. seventy seven, I think. Yep. What's the culture you feel? As, what's the Oklahoma culture like to you? You know, the, the thing that, that really stands out when people say, you know, what what's unique about Oklahoma or, or kind of that imagine that kind of moment yep. um, is our diversity. So, you know, we have 12 different ecosystems in Oklahoma. And I think it's just because a lot of people think we're a dust bowl. It, it, <laughs> it's just the opposite. Uh, it, it, we're so diverse in our landscape and in our people. Mm-hmm. And I'm really trying to lean in on that because, you know, next generation uh, talent, they can live anywhere in the world, not just 49 other states, by the way, but yeah. like they can live anywhere in the world, particularly this remote working environment that we all live in today. Mm-hmm. They want to live in a, in a diverse community, uh, melting pot, so to speak. Sure. And, and you don't, you don't think melting pot immediately when you think Oklahoma city or you think Oklahoma, mm-hmm. but it is, it mm-hmm. truly is. Uh, in both our landscape and in our people. And I'm not just talking about our 39 sovereign nations, but that is a big part of it. Yeah. But thriving Hispanic and Korean and, and African-American communities across the state, mm-hmm. not just in Tulsa and Oklahoma City, but, yeah. but around these 77 counties. 
And so I talk a lot about that diversity. I talk mm-hmm. a lot about that outdoor recreation that we have as well. You know, that's something that unfortunately Arkansas has done a really good job of promoting that well, we have everything they have, yeah. you know, uh, and, and we have pretty much what, what any other state has from an outdoor recreational uh, um, level outside of an ocean. Right. But, but outside of that, like we got more man-made lakes than any other state, more yeah. shoreline than, than most states. So, but we've got to talk about it. We've mm. got to talk about it. We've got to market it. You all get marketing. Uh, you guys are marketing wizards here. But you, you got to talk about things. We're, sure. we're in this microwave society, unfortunately, mm-hmm. where you got 10 to 15 seconds a lot of times to get yes. your message across. And so we got to show people visually how beautiful Oklahoma is. Yeah. And if we do that, I, I think more people are going to show up here and then we can wow them. That's I love it. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Does that picture look familiar to you? It, it does. It does. What I'm most proud of right there, that family. Yeah. 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 How's the family? You know, family's good. Yeah, family's really, you know, we, we've taken the truck photo like that uh, for the last like 12 years yeah. in, in different jobs that I've had. And, you know, I started off with, I think, just having that girl in the middle uh, that's now a junior in high school. Wow. I know. She looks just like her mama. And yeah. then, yeah, now we, you know, we got four kiddos in the house. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but it's it's a fun time. And we I got uh, an 11th grader, an 8th grader, first uh, fourth grader, and first grader. Yeah. So 10-year gap between the four of them. And so it, it is, uh, so every day is a new day. Yeah. Every day is is something different. Yeah. Uh, we try to be in routines as much as we can, but yeah. the family's good. Lisa's business is is still thriving. I mean, I, I brag about her as much as I can. The second lady of Oklahoma. She yeah. doesn't like it when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> she is the second lady. Uh, she is an inventor and an entrepreneur yeah. and, and uh, invented the Binksy Baby Shopping mm-hmm. Cart Hammock. Is, and I know we probably talked about that. That was a big reason we ran for office in the first place was really to promote entrepreneurship and small business growth. Mm-hmm. And so she still is operating uh, her, her baby uh, business yeah. um, and making a lot of different baby baby products. So yeah. she makes shopping cart cover now um, and this, the hammock and, and a number of uh, clothing products as well for moms and babies. Mm-hmm. So I'm really proud of her and she's done well with it and ships her products all over the world. Yeah, But that's, that's given us an even greater insight into how – uh, products move mm-hmm. and sometimes how they don't move I yeah. mean, this supply chain issues that we're having yeah. uh, but the world is flat when it comes to making products and shipping products yeah. mm-hmm. and i want more products being made in america i want more products being re- more sh- more operations being reshored to america yeah. i want that but that's a really difficult process and mm. so we've got to do a better job at a federal level and we've got to do a better job at a state level too to incentivize companies to move back mm-hmm. to america uh, because it is when when it's financially uh, makes more sense to make a product overseas, we've got to make sh- we've got to make it make sense for for people to make products here. Sure. Uh, and so we certainly know all about that process. But proud of her, she's doing a good job with it. She's got a big uh, warehouse and and uh, her office in uh, Bixby, Oklahoma, right yeah. outside of the Tulsa area. Yeah. That was my question. I was going to ask about Bigsby, Oklahoma. That yeah. place has exploded. Explo- it, it has exploded. I mean, the, the the sprawl, you know, some people like that word. Some people don't. But, you know, my kids are a jinx. Mm-hmm. And now Bixby is the new jinx, as, yeah. they, as they call it. And there's plenty of room to, to roam out there. I mean, it used to be just fields. Yeah. I mean, just, just cattle fields yeah. uh, decades ago. Actually, not that long ago. And now it is housing division upon housing division. 
Uh, and, and that growth is, has been good for Tulsa. Uh, we have over a million people in the Tulsa area now, Oklahoma mm-hmm. City thriving as well when it comes mm-hmm. to, you know, housing growth. Good luck finding a house for sale yeah. in Oklahoma these days. Yeah. Um, and certainly we can talk about that, just this growth that we've seen of people moving here. Uh, but yeah, Bixby, uh, Broken Arrow, Owasso, those are some towns. Co- even Collinsville mm-hmm. uh, is one of the fastest growing towns in America in, a, in Oklahoma today. So it is interesting to see that kind of growth. Mo- most of a growth in a state is happens outside of those urban areas. A big job that we have, uh, both Governor Stitt and myself moving forward here, over the next decade, we have got to move some growth back into rural Oklahoma. You know, we over the last 10 years, we just completed the census and we grew by about 200,000 people statewide, but we lost population in two thirds of our counties. Hmm. So we lost over 70,000 people in rural Oklahoma, but we grew in Tulsa and Oklahoma City, essentially, in, mm-hmm. in those suburbs. Mm-hmm. That's not a recipe for a strong state. Uh, most states were that way. I mean, you, you have people leaving rural parts of this country and moving to urban areas. There's always going to be some of that, mm-hmm. but we've got to make sure that there are job opportunities in rural Oklahoma. Yeah. It's a big, uh, big job that I have moving forward in this job. Yeah. That'll be interesting. What do you think are kind of steps one and two for that? You know, uh, I think our career tech system, and I talk a lot about it, uh, it has to be in the middle of of that um, uh, strategery, so to speak, in rural Oklahoma. We can can train people at these career tech centers in rural Oklahoma and go immediately to work Mm. uh, within 18 months, get a certificate in, in any trade. Uh, but you have nursing, uh, accounting now mm-hmm. at, at our career tech system. So I think career tech can help fast track, you know, closing a skills gap in this country. And if you close a skills gap in Oklahoma, you can recruit manufacturing facilities. Uh, you, we can recruit in really any, any company. Uh, but I, I would say career tech is up there. I'd say our tribes. Mm-hmm. So our tribes are heavily involved in rural communities, hiring people. Um, you know, I, I was just in Mulgee, Oklahoma. Um, and met with their uh, tribe there, uh, was down in Durant recently. Uh, they are hiring a lot of people in rural Oklahoma. There's mm-hmm. a lot of rural towns uh, where a lot of these sovereign nations are, and that has to be a part uh, of our plan moving forward of creating job opportunities. So if you, if you create an opportunity, then you can combine that with either the high school or a career tech system to train them to work at that facility, then you got something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I don't, listen, I, I don't, I don't, it doesn't have to be uh, the shining star company that everybody's trying to chase around the right. country. I yeah. don't care what it is to tell you yeah. the truth. I just want a high paying job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what those people locally want too. I'd love Tesla to come. Sure. I'd love the Panasonics where we a lot of talk about those companies. These are mm-hmm. huge globally known companies. Sure. I want those, but I want the small 50 person manufacturing facility that's sure. just tired of doing business in Kansas City yeah. that may want to move to Henrietta. Yeah. I want that too, and and I guarantee you, the citizens locally in those communities want that. Mm-hmm. How's canoe? Ca- you know, the canoe's still doing work out there yeah. in America. Uh, we we believe that that uh, that, that eventually they're going to start building cars out there. Now, right mm-hmm. now, they're just turning dirt over. They're preparing the mm-hmm. land. Uh, but Mid America is the eighth largest industrial park in the country, yeah. so a lot of conversation is happening about Mid America. Uh, but we have a great relationship with Canoes, still do. Uh, they're working through their business uh, model right now. Yeah. Uh, but they're aggressively um, 
uh, promoting their products. I mean, they have a lot of these uh, these test vehicles mm-hmm. and you know all over the country at different yeah. trade shows. So uh, we still firmly believe that Canoe is going to be a great Oklahoma company for yeah. forever yeah. Uh, once they start building out there. That's a cool looking car. It's a really cool car. <laughs> I, I think it's, it looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, electric electrification of vehicles. Yeah. I mean, it's happening now. How quickly it happens, we're, we're you're still going to have yeah. the combustible engine. You know, sure. I mean, you're still going to need gas powered vehicles. Sure. Uh, but but we want the full buffet in Oklahoma. That's kind of what we call it. I mean, the wind, solar, yeah. electric, uh, hydrogen. Mm-hmm. Um, we want it all, but we yeah. know that the foundation is still oil and gas. Yeah. It, it will continue to be oil and gas. We mm-hmm. saw this with the cold spell, right, uh, yeah. last year. Very dangerous, yeah. uh, particularly down in Texas. We survived that because of our oil and natural gas and coal supply yeah. that we had in Oklahoma. So uh, it should not be discounted, not just discounted. We should make sure uh, that we are doing everything that we can to help promote mm-hmm. and grow the oil and gas industry in Oklahoma it's still the backbone of Oklahoma and will be moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, so you talked earlier about the influx of people to yeah. Oklahoma and we see that across the country. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of movements of populations. Yeah. What do you think today is maybe the number one reason people are looking for different communities? You know, it's really exciting to see this. So we're, we're the 11th fastest growing state since the pandemic started. Yeah. And we've had over 35,000 people have moved to Oklahoma over the last year and a half. A lot of them retirees. So there's a couple things going on. Number one, we're just an affordable state. We're an affordable state right in the middle of the country. Uh, You know, someone can move from California, Washington State, somewhere out west, move to Oklahoma, be free, truly free. We do freedom here. We bottle up and we sell it. And buy a... Drink it for breakfast. That's right. (laughs) Buy a huge home. Yeah. Be around friendly people. I mean, it's it's paradise. Yeah. It truly is paradise mm-hmm. to a lot of people. And, and baby boomers have told us that. So, you know, the, 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 that's who usually comes first. Okay, someone's selling a house. They're retiring. They're out of the workforce. And they're just trying to find a friendly community uh, where their money goes a whole lot further. Well, that's Oklahoma. It, what the next step for us are these companies. You know, yeah. I mean, if Dell is looking to open a new uh, headquarters, uh, a second office or third office. I mean, Dell has offices all over Texas. Mm-hmm. And why not Oklahoma being kind of the next state for them to expand their operation? You're going to hear more about that. Um, the, the Panasonics of the world, the Teslas of the world, over the next 10 years in Oklahoma, it's not just going to be retirees. Yes. You know? <laughs> we want a combination of both. Sure. We want a combination of both. And we want to keep the homegrown talent that we're raising here happy so they actually want to stay here. Yeah. That's huge for us. I mean, these mechanical engineers, uh, electrical engineers that could go work at Tinker Air Force Base, for example, uh, they need thousands of engineers over there to work in, you know, very specialized aerospace companies. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, kids today would die for, for those kind of jobs. I mean, th- those are the kind of jobs that they're dreaming about coming out of college yeah. or career tech. We have them. I mean, we have them here. But we've got to make sure we're making that pitch because if, if we don't, if we don't, uh, tell them where they can go make a living here or or uh, make sure we're in their high school or in their college talking about those opportunities. Mississippi will sell, will, will steal them. Uh, it, it, Alabama is stealing them to, uh, to Huntsville, Alabama. That's mm-hmm. a r- real big, huge NASA hub down there. And I use the word steal. I mean, I'm blunt about it because I want parents to get offended by this. <laughs> I mean, because I would be, you know, I, I've got one that, that's a junior, so she's starting to look at colleges. 
And, you know, we're not going to force her to stay in Oklahoma, but, <laughs> you know, we want her to. And, and but, but even if she went to college somewhere else, we want her to be, be able to come back and find a job here in Oklahoma. Sure. And I think that's, we got to keep the big thing, the big thing down at the state mm. capitol. Mm-hmm. And that is private sector job growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. Sometimes it's also just attracting people or getting people to know about Oklahoma, come visit yes. and then see what it's about. So yeah. maybe you can talk a little bit about the tourism efforts. Yeah. yeah. You know, I it, it's our it's one of the best tools in our toolbox uh, when it comes to economic development is tourism. And, and it was one of the biggest reasons that I wanted this job uh, as lieutenant governor, because the, the, the lieutenant governor is chairman of the Tourism Commission. And, and I really doubled down on that with the governor and he kind of appointed me as secretary of tourism. So I'm on his cabinet and, and I come in there and to give a report on how many people are coming to Oklahoma. But it really is, to your point, we, we sell really well when, when people come to yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. In, in Oklahoma City, Tulsa, I mean, all these, you know, these Route 66 communities, when we can get people to Oklahoma, we sell really well. And during COVID, a whole lot of people showed up. You know, a lot, with a lot of other states shut down, uh, we had about three and a half million more people visit our state parks during COVID. And, and it, it showed off Oklahoma in, in all the ways that we want to show it off and to where they get back in their, you know, car or family roadster and go back home and say, hey, I had no idea that Oklahoma was this great. We're going to come back again. We're going to spend more money. And they very well may be having conversations about moving here now yeah. uh, or relocating businesses here. And so that's, I, tourism is fun and tourism is 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 a, it is a star for us in Oklahoma. It's something fun to talk about, but what I remind people, it it's it's very important to leverage it mm-hmm. uh, because it truly is just that best tool that we have to get people to Oklahoma City for a three day weekend. I mean, Mitt Cornette's book, The Next to Great mm-hmm. American City. If you haven't read it, or if you're listeners, you, you you gotta you gotta read this book. But he tells. A great, uh, well, it's a very depressing story about that when when Oklahoma City was trying to lure an airline in the mid eight mid eighties. Well, that airline was very smart to send families to Oklahoma City for a weekend. Didn't tell us that they were doing that. They went back home, and and it was very clear what the answer was. There's no way I'm moving to Oklahoma City. Well, Oklahoma City 1980 is not in Oklahoma City 2022. Yeah. <laughs> This is True. a world-class city. If if that story would have been today, game, set, match. Mm. Game, set, match. We would absolutely have won that deal. And Oklahoma City realized that after we lost that deal back in the 80s, and that's when MAPS came about. So if we, we're investing in our communities now, yeah. we're investing in a world-class city and a world-class state, and I think that bodes well for us moving forward to recruit and then retain those people inside the state. Yeah. Speaking of tourism, let's just say hypothetically, Governor Stitt, yourself, and I yes. we go down south and we go noodling. <laughs> okay, and, yes. And Governor yes. Stitt gets injured, and yeah. he's like, "Man, I I can't. I gotta be out of the office for a week." It's are the you, signing hand. Yeah, yes. Are you the, the second in command? Hand. Are you? Now I am. The governor? I, I would have to step up. Okay. I would have to step up. Okay. Yes. Uh, you know, and I, I know that uh, uh, y- you were talking to him about some noodling. Um, I, he, he had to go noodling because I went noodling. Nice. But, you know, we did it in a demonstration tank. And, and so I've told the governor, Governor, it's time to, you know, take it to the next level here. We need to go out to a lake or river um, with a guide. So I'm mm-hmm. not sticking my hand in a beaver hole. Sure. Because uh, that's when you lose fingers. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay, so do you, how do you know before you stick your hand in? And I, you know. <laughs> 
it, it's you don't. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, now I, when he's out of state, I'm governor. Okay. Um, anytime he leaves, so I, that's why I have the T-shirt that says, you know, I'm I'm governor, and then it says, you know, when he's out of town. Uh, that's the T-shirt that I wear in the Memorial Marathon every year. Oh, man. Yeah. So maybe next summer we all can go. Yeah. I, let's, let's see if we can set that you up. You know, I, I've told people I don't care why someone's coming to the state of Oklahoma to spend money when mm-hmm. it comes to one of our tourism attractions. It could be noodling. Uh, it could be, you know, something at the Oklahoma City Convention Center. It could be a concert. But but all of it combined mm-hmm. uh, is it makes for a very diverse tourism industry yeah. and very colorful. I mean, sure. right? We got Native American history. We got We have the cowboys and Indians that, that people do love. I mean, this yeah. Native American history that we have. Uh, Chisholm Trail and that pioneering spirit, it is unmatched. Mm-hmm. It, it truly is unmatched. I mean, I, I say that all the time that no state can match the heritage and the history of the state of Oklahoma. And when you stop and you think about the power in that comment, that is what we have to make sure that we highlight. Mm-hmm. We can't just say it and then not put money behind it. Yeah. If you put money behind it, we're going to turn into a world class state because more yeah. people are going to come here and they're going to want to move here. Right. Mm-hmm. Your love for FC Tulsa yes. runs pretty deep. So it's deep. In in honor of it's soccer, deep. oh no, we way. have some gifts. <laughs> some you swag, are awesome. This exchange. is for you. Oh yes. And this is for the missus. Oh heck, we're gonna wear this at our next FC Tulsa. Game. <laughs> <laughs> and that's for you. Oh, I love it. And this is for Mar- Mariah. Yes. Yeah. That's for her. All right, nice. Oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> we can get this yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm going to. I'll make sure to put that uh, hat on and uh, put that on social. Yeah. You know, I, I never was a soccer guy growing up. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Oklahoma is a, a American football culture, yes. as I'm sure you all know. Uh, but soccer is becoming a big deal. And Oklahoma yeah. City is going to be building a new arena for the energy. The energy mm-hmm. is coming back. So for those watching or listening, OKC Energy is coming back. Because um, we need that rivalry. We yeah. need that FC Tulsa, OKC rivalry. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I think that sport over the next 10 years in America is going to grow by leaps and bounds. With yeah. the World Cup coming up too, yeah. Yeah. it's it's kind of prime time for so- soccer culture. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. World Cup Oklahoma some sometime. Yeah, come on. Come on. Yeah. You think that could happen? Well, we, we, we built a river here in Oklahoma City, you know. I mean, I, I think we can do whatever we want. Yeah, know? I love it. Maybe, and listen, we do have Olympic events here now. Yeah. You know, yeah. we, 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 with the, the Boathouse District, you know, we, we have actual Olympic events here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think it may take a few more seats, a yeah. few more seats uh, to make that possible. Yeah. Do you run your own social media, or does do you have so someone? I have. I've got a team. I mean, okay. so Mariah that you mentioned, Mariah yeah. uh, is uh, does a great job in my office helping me out. Uh, they do get nervous though because I do have control over my social media accounts. So I still do some social media yeah, myself. That's awesome. My Instagram is mostly me. Um, in, in all sense, tweets still, but it got to a point where I had to have somebody on my team. I, right. I just didn't have the time yep. uh, to put socials together. Um, you know, every once in a while, I'll I'll do it, but um, but no, I've I've got a good team that that helps yeah. me now. Yeah. I ask that because my question is, how do you handle the negativity you see yeah. on social media? I mean, listen, it's a big reason why I I did have to bring a team on board too. I mean, you know, I tell politics, don't read the comments, right? Um, <laughs> And, and, and we are, I mean, I, I hate saying change agents, you know, because people, I think, throw that around too mm, loosely. Yeah. But Kevin Stitt is, uh, and so am I. <laughs> 
we we are not in these positions uh, to do anything other than to help Oklahoma uh, grow the right way, and and that meant making some changes. And and so we know that that change is hard sometimes, mm-hmm. and and a lot of people sometimes are uncomfortable with change. And and we want to do it the right way. I mean, we're we're not always going to be we're not going to go nine for ten every time. You, mm-hmm. you know, it, but we're going to make decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, Colin Powell, you know, that quote, you know, if you have some, uh, some, some enemies, good. That means I made decisions in life. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, if, yeah. if, if you're just comfortable and stay in your comfort zone and don't make decisions, well, yeah, you can be pretty popular. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but, but also pretty unknown. Yeah. And, and so I, I listen, I, I, I'm glad we're making decisions. Um, I, I don't want to waste my wife's time, our kids time, um, not moving the needle and trying mm-hmm. to move the needle. It's why, you know, I, I picked up the phone and called uh, our Department of Transportation and said, hey, we got to fix these welcome signs. Mm-hmm. No one had done that in mm-hmm. 20 or 30 years. Yeah. And that's really not a job of the lieutenant governor, but I kind of took it upon myself to say, hey, what? Guess what? We're going to make decisions here. And, and some people may not like that we took down the halfway falling down signs, which we got very little pushback on that one. <laughs> but, you know, then we fixed the welcome centers, right? Like, yeah. Why are you... Why are you fixing bathrooms? Why, why is that? Make well, I can show you with the ROI now why it makes a difference mm. because people don't stop at rest stops if it doesn't have clean restrooms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't cost a whole lot of money to do that uh, to to fix those things. That's why we're putting bathroom new bathrooms inside our state parks. Yeah, you know, and people have jokingly called me the uh, the public restroom czar of the state of Oklahoma. <laughs> I, I you know I wear it as a badge of honor. I do just because yeah. I, I I think politicians can get way too comfortable. Uh, and they let ego get in the way, mm. and and that's when you don't make any decisions, and and that's not good for a state that needs movement. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're not moving, you're losing. I mm. say that a lot, uh, but I think too many politicians get way too comfortable. Governor says this uh, a lot. You know, there's far too many people I think in this state that are okay going three and seven. Mm. We would never accept that of our football coaches. Right. That's right? right. We would never. Ex- I mean, if if Vin- Brent Venables goes three and seven, he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. Uh, Gundy, gone if he goes three and seven. But but it seems like, you know, we're okay with, you know, the legislature being okay with going three and seven or four mm. and seven, as long as it doesn't mean we're, you know, there, there's people upset with us, not mm. people upset. Listen, he, we want to go 10 and one. We want to go undefeated. Oh, we want to try to go undefeated. And and that means we're going to think outside the box. We're going to make decisions. Uh, and, and if that's the legacy, we're just fine with it. Mm. Yeah, when you say when you talk about getting a little bit uncomfortable, sometimes that can come with some setbacks yeah. too. Because you, if you step out like that, and yeah, you're kind of blazing new trails, you're going to face some setbacks along yeah. the way. Did you have any of those? Yeah, I mean, we did. I mean, certainly with COVID, um, you know, I mean, it was like an arms race trying to get personal protection equipment into the state of oh. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was a mess. I mean, we had we had people flying around trying to meet with people at airports, you know, trying to secure personal protection equipment um that was rough that that was that was really tough um to to go through that um and you know every decision you make you know is is under the microscope Mm -hmm. um and and so yeah covid covid wore a lot of us down i mean we we were we were proud of the way we handled it but and we were one of the first states to reopen but we had to be very careful with that too so you know we we started this okay here you go campaign Mm -hmm with tourism to say, hey, people need to spend their money in Oklahoma because they can't travel anywhere. And and that was a positive campaign that we did. 
but it also meant that I had to make a very tough decision to pull money away from spending money in Kansas City or St. Louis and spend more money in Oklahoma. It ended up being successful, but it was a really hard decision to make. And we weren't spending as much money outside the state, which mm-hmm. is really where you want people coming into your state and spending money right. and going home. Uh, and so we're now having to reshift those dollars back to those traditional communities. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th- th- those are always a couple things that come up in my mind. The rebranding of the state, which, you know, has been good. A, a lot of people, um, you know, really asked us a lot of questions of why we were doing it in the first place. I said, well, go to Oklahoma.gov and I'll tell you, there's nothing there. You know, <laughs> uh, we, we, we want to show some color again yeah. to show that, hey, we got forests in Oklahoma. We got a desert in Oklahoma. We got, you know, uh, the blue skies and all this water. And so we've been proud of it. But again, change is tough. It's tough. And, you know, we put up these new welcome signs like the day after we launched. And, and I think a lot of taxpayers were, were like, we're not used to stuff happening like this this quickly. <laughs> right. Yes. And it kind of freaks some people out. Uh, but we're glad we did do it that way. Yeah. Uh, and it's been it's been good the last couple of years. That's great. You, you talk about being uncomfortable and making decisions and then you can probably become unpopular to a certain extent. Yeah. So personally, when was the last time you challenged yourself with something you've never done, mm. and what was the outcome? Yeah, um, gosh, that that's so. You know, we in, in my position, we we get asked to do all sorts of wild and crazy things. I mean, you know, you mentioned the noodling. Um, <laughs> you, you know, for, for me, um, you know, I, I I love doing some of this stuff, but it's still uncomfortable, you know, to stand up in in, in front of certain groups. Um, and I, because I'll probably do three or four speeches a day a lot of times. Um, but I, I'll tell you one of the, um, I, I spoke to a, a foster group recently. It's, it's, it's different, different agencies that recruit foster care parents. Mm-hmm. And we were, uh, our family, we were foster care parents for a few years before I became Lieutenant Governor, but I hadn't been as involved in the space. Uh, but to, to sit down with those different agency directors to hear the stories, I mean, you talk about fairly uncomfortable stories mm. that, um, and, and, but it also, and it reinforces how far we have to go as a country when it comes to, not just Oklahoma, I'm, talk, I'm talking as a state. Mm. And I would say, I mean, you know, haven't jumped out of an airplane recently or, you know, some of those uncomfortable um, uh, activities, but Sitting down with an agency, this this happens a lot actually, uh, you know, whether it be a Department of Health or mental health, and I'm sitting there, I'm listening to this state agency director tell me these stories. I'm just thinking, man, we got a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. And and I guarantee, if the Arkansas Lieutenant Governor was sitting there or Mississippi, they'd be saying the same thing. It's not specific to Oklahoma, but there's only so much you can do in a day. Mm-hmm. And and so it's like, what can I do today to put the Department of Mental Health in a better position to be successful. And that's about, you know, that's that those are the questions that I ask every day. Um, but but it, it that's certainly what I was asking myself when when I was meeting with these agency directors when it comes to foster care, because, you know, we, we have we've got a church on every street corner, seems like in Oklahoma. Right. We got thousands of nonprofits like we have no excuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we th- th- if this truly is the the friendliest state in the country, with more churches probably than any other state, uh, with this uh, thriving nonprofit community, we need to solve, truly solve the foster care problem that we have in the state of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. We, we shouldn't have thousands of kids in foster care. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm just, but if I dedicated every hour of my time just on that one issue, it would still take years to solve right. it. Um, but but those are the, those are the uncomfortable meetings sometimes that I go into because I want to, I want to solve them faster. Mm-hmm. Um, but as long as we uh, are focused on it, I, I think we can get that. We have wonderful people running those agencies, but that kind of gives you a behind the scenes a little bit on some of these agency meetings that I have. We have over 200 government agencies, by the way, and there's issues and problems that we're trying to tackle every day inside those agencies. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. So, you know, when we had you on before we discussed your defining moment Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm sure our listeners can go back and watch that. That was a very personal defining moment. I'm curious, the defining moment of your term as lieutenant governor. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, you know, my defining moment, it, it probably was the biggest thing that I tackled was the, was the rebranding of a state. I mean, it, it's funny, and I'll, I'll go to a, a, a lieutenant governor conference, and I'm sitting around the table with a bunch of other lieutenant governors, and you know, they're talking about the boards and commissions that they're on. And I said, well, I, I just got done rebranding the entire state of Oklahoma. <laughs> like, Excuse me, what did you do? Um, and I do think back on that and how big of a lift that was. Yeah. Um, thousands of people around the state of Oklahoma volunteered their time on this. We were never going to please everybody. It's, it's worked out really well because um, we knew it was going to take time to kind of, you know, get out in the wild, so to speak, and be able mm-hmm. to tell the story of why we have the color that we have and bringing back the original state star uh, in that logo. Um, But I think that was my defining moment because I was able to go around the state and tell Oklahomans, make the pitch to Oklahomans that we have to define who we are as a state. Mm -hmm. And if we don't define who we are, then 49 other states are going to define it for us. Mm. And, and, and we've, we've succeeded in that, Uh, you know, telling the story of Oklahoma's, Oklahoma's beauty and diversity and our landscape and our people. That's what the logo is. The imagine that is just a campaign theme of imagining a state. It, mm-hmm. ima- the word imagine is one of the most powerful words in the human language. And I didn't even know this until a pollster told me this. But but the word imagine. And so we're using this as a campaign um, around the country to say imagine Imagine a state where you can still live your American dream. Imagine a state with more man-made lakes than the other state. Mm. Imagine more shoreline than Florida and California. Combined. I mean, those are the we're trying to to to, to tease that out to people, uh, both on a tourism front and an economic development front. And we think we've we've really hit the mark um, to tell that story. But that was my defining moment. I, I think was um, was not the unveil. The defining moment was getting all of these uh, public relations and advertising people from around the state that came to Oklahoma City to volunteer their time for that day. And they, a lot of them were sitting there with their arms crossed starting <laughs> off. They're like, what is this? Is this just going to be same song, 10th verse? Like Oklahoma says they want to do something different. I think that was my defining moment. Because, I, I mean, I walked into a hornet's nest with a lot of perceptions that a lot of people had. And, and it, we quickly tore down a lot of walls. Mm-hmm. And we left that day into different in, in different breakout groups, that, and those groups helped build the brand. I, I, I think if I had to pick one day, mm. uh, th- that was it. Um, because you sign up for adversity as a politician. You sign up, uh, you know, for to, to be in rooms that are where not everyone is going to agree, and to be able to leave that room uh, with some vision 
with what we wanted to do as a state, I'm still very proud of. Uh, but I think that probably would have been, would be my defining moment in my first four years in office. Yeah, we were on board buying Oklahoma shirts. We got on right yeah. away yeah. and bought yeah. some gear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it, it, we, and we're still selling a ton of it. Um, it's it's been good to see. Yeah, yeah. What are a couple questions you wish people would ask you, but no one ever asked? Oh gosh, great question. You know, I, I think one of them is is kind of what I was getting in the weeds on a little bit with these agencies. I I don't I don't think taxpayers realize you know, what, what those agency directors are doing on a day-to-day basis. And, and that's why I've told, hey, guys, you have to be a whole lot more proactive here. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you have to show taxpayers what services we're providing. Yeah. Uh, and that's why Oklahoma.gov looks a whole lot better. It's, it's much, much easier to use interface. But I think one of the questions is, is what would be, what, what do these state agencies do? You know, because I think what, when a taxpayer has to interact with state government, a lot of times it can be frustrating. But they, I think they would be very interested to know that we stood up an agency just to address um, getting a new license mm-hmm. in the state of Oklahoma, which I know is, is, is something that has been a headache. Uh, or, you know, your 16-year-old turns 16, getting them a license. A lot of times people are showing up in, in line at 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, we know that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now we have an agency that's in charge of that. I think there would be a lot of Oklahomans that would be interested to know that you know, we we're, we're trying to address that yeah. as quickly as we possibly can. Um, you know, I, I maybe another one would just be maybe the the background of, of these different elected officials. You know, yes, I'm a politician, but but I'm a dad. Mm. I'm, I'm a dad first. Um, I'm a husband. I'm a father. Uh, so I you know I go to t-ball games and high school. I mean. You know, so asking those type of questions as well. This, I am a real person. <laughs> Before you want to ask me questions about uh, uh, issues going on in Oklahoma, yeah. I'm doing this because I, I want, you know, if I'm looking at, on, at, at a crowd, I want those families, their kids and grandkids to thrive in the state of Oklahoma, just like I want it for my kids. Mm-hmm. And that's what drives me every day. Yeah. And I think we should be able to rally around that. Sure. And let's rally around that first and then talk about how we want to build the state. Yeah. But those, I think those are always a few questions that are helpful um, that, that a lot of times people don't ask. Yeah. 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 How do you balance that being a politician, a dad, father, yeah. son? It, it is a weekly balancing act. Yeah. Um, communication is certainly key with Lisa uh, to, okay, where are you going today? Where are you going tomorrow? Um, who's taking the kids where? <laughs> And I would say we're pretty strict on how many nights a week mm. that I'm doing events. I mean, I could do an event every night, but we say no. We try to say no more than we say yes, frankly. Mm. We just have to. We have too many requests to be different places. And so we try to keep it limited to a couple nights a week. I'll do anything in the middle of the day, breakfast, lunches, but evenings are tough. And weekends, we've really stopped doing most stuff on the weekends as well, mm. which means we miss a lot of events. But it means I have a healthier marriage and a healthier uh, <laughs> family life. Yeah. Number one or two places that you take the family in Oklahoma. Yeah. So, uh, you know, um, th- there's certainly southeastern Oklahoma in the Broken Bow area. Mm. Uh, we love, we love Hochatown. If you have not been living on Hochatown yet, those watching or <laughs> listening, you got to go. Uh, it's amazing. Yes. Medicine Park is becoming a new fave for us, um, right in the foothills of the Wichita Mountains. Mm-hmm. Uh, right out, th- right outside of Lawton, 
uh, really fun, cool little town. And the Airbnb operation is becoming much of there's cabins right at the foothills of this mountain range. It feels like a Colorado mountain town. Yeah. You've really got to go to Medicine Park. Super cool. Um, and I'll tell you, I mean, with Oklahoma City and Tulsa now creating, it seems like a new tourism attraction <laughs> on a weekly basis. Yeah. We, we're now spending a lot of time just in our backyards nice. of wow. Tulsa and Oklahoma City. Um, I, I'd love to go to Western Oklahoma, Black Mesa, and see the stargazing mm-hmm. 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 in the month of September. But it's just harder to get out there right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we th- those are a few places that we go a lot. We go to Grand Lake still. Mm. Uh, we, we've got a place nice. up there. We love Grand Lake. Um, uh, Carlton Landing mm-hmm. uh, and Lake Eufaula yeah. is awesome. Uh, so I mean, I could go on and on yeah. about the places. And we try to we try to to visit new places because there's always something to discover in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the tagline for our television yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and so like Robber's Cave, we're going to go to Robber's Cave again soon. Okay. Uh, I would highly recommend that as yeah. well. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Governor Stitt talked about the diversity of energy, mm-hmm. renewables. And you mentioned that earlier. And my wife is yeah. really huge into crypto. Yep. <laughs> so uh-huh. what are your thoughts on Mining for crypto. Oh yeah, crypto. I mean we have a lot of companies uh, because of our our affordable electric right. uh, yeah. electricity that we have. We have a lot of mining, uh, data mining uh, companies, crypto mining com- that are do- and and we have a bunch of them already right now. Uh, Northeast Oklahoma in particular, mm-hmm. kind of in the Miami, Nowata area, um, we got a lot of land, uh, and you have electric companies that are willing to uh, do contracts with them. So I think that will grow. Uh, we just closed a deal on um, uh, Data North. I, I'm probably butchering that name, but up um, up in Mid America Industrial mm-hmm. Park. Yeah, uh, it's a crypto company uh, out of the Dakotas that is operating a really impressive operation in, yeah. in Mid America. So I'm big on it. I am. I mean, yeah. I know the, the 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 valuation is fluctuating right now <laughs> when it comes to crypto, but I don't think it's going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, and it's one more. Uh, Thing that can help diversify our economy. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Vast Bank in Tulsa was the first bank in the country uh, to do to accept crypto, hmm. and they have a crypto uh, operation. So now you got banks, you know, um, uh, making it again more, you know, um, known for people. They say, yeah. "Crypto, what is this?" Now that you got banks, you know, involved uh, in that space. Uh, but yeah, when, once the the climate gets better and those numbers get a little bit a little bit better when it comes to the market, uh, I think you'll continue to see more data mining companies yeah. want to move to Oklahoma. Yeah. Any yeah. Uh, recruitment on the front of like blockchain technology is oh, yeah. going to be a big deal both for like implementation at the state level, yep. um, but just blockchain technology companies in general coming to the state. So any sort of I know there's certain states that are doing like blockchain tasks force like Texas. That's, yeah, and it's Utah. funny. But yeah, we, we don't <clears throat> I don't think we currently I'd have to ask the Department of Commerce and Brent over there. I don't know if you've interviewed Brent Kissling, mm-hmm. but he'd be a great interview. As no, we well. have not. We yeah, Brent would be a great one. I don't know if we have a task force for that. We have a broadband task force because, you know, we're, we're making sure that we're going to have a reliable Internet to 95 yeah. percent of Oklahomans within four years. But we do. We need to do that uh, because, again, that's an industry that's growing. No doubt about it. Um, hydrogen and some of these other energy yeah. sources yeah. are really growing. 
Um, but we don't want other states to beat us to that. No, we yeah, don't. no. <laughs> uh, but, Especially if you have the energy here oh, to to handle yes. some of it, and you know the, the technology side. I feel like Oklahoma could be on the bleeding edge of the mm-hmm. new technology I, front. I, I completely agree. I think so too. Yeah, get Marga on that task force. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. Don. Every Sunday night, she hosts a Cryptolino wine mixer, and it's crypto people coming in. And oh, I didn't know. They talk oh, about yes. projects, yeah, Twitter Spaces. And, I don't yeah. know if you're familiar oh, yeah. with Twitter yeah. Spaces, yeah. the new thing. And um, yeah, there. Yeah, we we do discuss oh, different tech great. and, and blockchain that. stuff on that. Yeah. That. It's, wow. It's phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> and it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any cryptos? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. Uh, I use the Robinhood app actually. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, so I've I've dabbled a little bit. Good. Yeah. yeah. It's rough right now. I know. It, it is. It is. Uh, <laughs> It'll but get better. I, I played better. golf with 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 someone that who's really into it. Works at a bank. Oh nice. Um, and kind of in the Tulsa area, and he he kind of goes around the city and kind of educates people on on how it works. And so it was fascinating mm. to me. Neat. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. What are you most proud of? Man, over the last four years as lieutenant governor, I, I think, you know, and I, I do say this in some of my some of my speeches, I didn't have to change my website from what I wanted to do when I was lieutenant governor to what I'm doing now. Meaning mm. I, I actually the things that I was campaigning on, I'm actually able to do in office. That's very rare. Most politicians will talk about a lot of things, but then they don't actually have the authority to, to do those things once they get elected office. Yeah. I do. And so, you know, from branding and marketing the state, um, extremely proud that I've had some authority over that, talking about and promoting this tourism industry that is world class, having the ability to do that. I think that's what I've been most proud of is that people mm. now, they now actually know what the lieutenant governor's job is. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it's a position where you, you, it is what you make it. Yeah. It is. It's kind of a blank slate. But, you know, I can go anywhere now around the state and people know, oh, yeah, you're the tourism guy. You're the salesman for the state. Uh, I'm very proud of that um, yeah. because I didn't want to just get into a position and just, you know, go speak to a bunch of high school graduations. I'm going to do that, too. Yeah. But I wanted the position to be more than that. And, and it has. Yeah. And I'm really proud of that over the last four years. Amazing. Do you feel like the vision you had for the state going into it aligned when you started going out and talking to people in different communities? Or did you have to kind of adjust or sway um, to kind of meet the vision of the people that you're serving? You know, I mean, I, I think I think there certainly was uh, a, um, a pitch that had to be made. I mean, with oh, the, yeah. okay. of, hey, this is what I'm going to do. We're going to rebrand the state. Um, you know, we're going to get um, uh, Oklahoma is okay off the license plate. <laughs> Those type of conversations, yeah. uh, it, you know. So there was a pitch okay. that, that I made the first, you know, I, I kind of went on the road yeah. uh, to tell people why we were spending time doing this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's really paid off, you know. I mean, when, when, when we were interviewing people and they were going to Oklahoma.gov and they weren't sure they were on an official government website, yeah, you know it's bad. Yeah, uh, you, you know it's bad, and and so uh, that that didn't cost a whole lot of money to do that to upgrade those type of uh, efforts. So that 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 there was an education process on that. When people recognize, when they realized how bad it was, and they're say, "Oh, okay, well, sure, I get it." <laughs> well, Oklahoma's kind of a culture of 
humble people. Yes. Not even yes. humble braggers, yeah. just humble. <laughs> so you tell them we kind of got to brag a little bit yeah. or we kind of got to market ourselves. I'm sure yeah. that's uncomfortable as a culture it, like we have. It is. Yeah. It, it is. I mean, you, you really nailed it. I mean, yes, we are humble. We are kind people. Yeah. And I love that. That's what people love about Oklahoma. But we don't beat our chest as much as we should. <laughs> right. Like Texas does. Yeah. I'll just yeah. uh, unfortunately, they're they're really good about bragging. Yes, uh, probably too much. Yes. But we should be bragging too about the yeah. wonderful things that are happening yeah, I here. Because I, I think there's going to be a lot of Texans that are going to be moving to Oklahoma over the next ten years. Wow, uh, that state's really filling up. I think mm-hmm. people are tired of two-hour commutes to mm-hmm. work, and uh, you know, you get thirty to forty million people in a state. I don't care how big the state is. A lot of those big urban areas are getting just too big yeah. Yeah. and uh, not as business friendly as they used to be either. Yeah. So I, I feel good about the future of Oklahoma with a lot of our Oklahomans that live down there coming back. Yeah, that's, that's great. We we brag about our one and two governor and lieutenant governor all the time to our friends. And then also we, we brag about the, the kindness, the yeah. kind culture that Oklahomans yeah. actually really have. Yeah, it's like a double-edged sword for me sometimes because I – so I came from Colorado, uh-huh. uh, studied there, was born there, um, and then I did not move back there yeah. because I love Oklahoma. But my, my fear is I tell too many people about Oklahoma, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> and, yeah. and then I don't have my Oklahoma. Yes, yes, so yes, there's yes, always yes. that element to it where yeah. I'm like, kind of like, I'll delicately yes, share it here sure. or there because I don't want to ruin this yeah. this good thing that we've yeah. got going on I, here. I, I, I get you. <laughs> I, we, we have people bring that up to me you know, know. Uh, a lot. I, I think... Oklahoma's got to keep that DNA. Yes, yeah. We, mm. we need to keep our DNA. We do. Sure. Um, and and I, I think we can. That's good. But this is, uh, I think now one of the one of the most uh, talked about states that we have in the country right now. Truly, wow. um, it's become an it state, kind of the middle of the country. All of these, you know, middle America country, uh, middle, middle America states: Ohio, Michigan, Oklahoma, uh, Iowa, even. Uh, you, you have a lot more deal flow looking at those states mm. because the valuation of companies on the on the coasts, the, you know, to invest in those companies or move there, mm-hmm. they're just being priced out yeah. of the market. Yeah. And they're starting to look at other states in the middle of the country. And, and one of those is Oklahoma. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Good to hear. Wow. How's the weekend hanging out with Coach Switzer and oh, the boys? It was, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah I, I do get to do some pretty fun things. Yeah. Yeah, we, we were doing a a uh, a fundraiser there in Oklahoma or in Norman before the OU game and then took my boys to the OU game. Yeah. yeah. A, a good example of the of a good brand and the mm. pride. I mean obviously football and OU and OSU but anywhere that I went in the country, anywhere. When they found out I was from Oklahoma, they would say boomer sooner. Wow. Yeah, you know, it was like the number one thing people would say to me. So <laughs> it is a brand yeah, and that yeah. brand needs to be protected and yeah. grown and OU gets that. They mm-hmm. understand that it's bigger than football. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means more money that's coming to that university for research, mm-hmm. world-class research, and uh, and graduating kids that will hopefully stay in Oklahoma. Yeah. Awesome. So how do people get in touch with you or yeah, find I mean, you? The, the best place for people to go is our Facebook page and our Twitter account and Instagram. So okay. we, we almost post on a daily basis on Twitter uh, and on, on Facebook. Yeah. So just search for Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell uh, on Facebook or on Twitter. Uh, I have a campaign account and our official account. Our official account's what posts on a daily basis. Yeah. We try to keep it real, keep <laughs> it fresh. Uh, and then Instagram is uh, ltgovpinnell yeah. on uh, on Instagram. Last yeah. two questions for you. Yeah. First, as Lieutenant Governor, mm-hmm. 
how does Lieutenant Governor Pinnell want to be remembered? Mm. And then how does Matt Pinnell want to be remembered? Mm, that's good. So Lieutenant Governor Pinnell, uh, you know, if I, if I had to put it on a put it on a, a billboard, it would be salesman for the state. Mm. Um, I, I, I I hope it's eight years, and if it's eight years, I think we're going to get a lot of good things done of of selling and marketing the state of Oklahoma. So I mean, eight years from now, or four four years from now, if someone, oh yeah, he was he was that lieutenant governor that that promoted and sold the state in positive ways, mm-hmm. and he was positive running his office too. Uh, I think uh, I'm just fine that being my legacy as as lieutenant governor. As Matt Pinnell, it's husband and father. Mm. Um, it, the rest is is uh, icing on the cake, yeah. in, as far as I'm concerned. Um, to 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 be a good father and a good husband, uh, that is that is good enough for me as as uh, Matt Pinnell. Yeah. So after four more years, when you are actually undefeated yeah, again, that's right, two and zero. Yeah. Are you think about? Furthering your political career, you know, it's a big decision that I have to make. Yeah. Uh, in the yeah. next year or so, couple years, sure, because uh, that's usually a two-year race, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll we will consider it. We'll pray about it, of course. That's certainly one that we will be praying about. Um, and and we just don't know, right. and and truly we don't. I mean, when I when I ran for lieutenant governor, it was to do some specific things as lieutenant governor. I knew it was tailor made for me in my background in sales and marketing. Uh, but we'll take a we'll take a look at it. Awesome. We will. Um, we love serving. I mean, yeah. and, and it could be, but it very well be could could be serving in a different role. We don't sure. know. Uh, but we do love service. We do love public service. Um, and with with all the highs and lows to it, I've loved it. Yeah. Um, and so we'll be taking a look at it in the next couple of years. That's mm-hmm. great. Well, thank you so much for your oh. time. We are honored, humbled to have you again, <laughs> yeah. and this has been great. You, you guys are awesome. Oh, uh, I mean it. it. Uh, we're so thrilled that you're in Oklahoma, that you promote <laughs> the amazing things about Oklahoma, um, and have helped a whole lot of people. I mean that. You really you really have, um, and I think through COVID, too. Mm-hmm. You guys mm-hmm. were you. a real rock for a lot of folks, so um, you really do demonstrate that Oklahoma standard, mm-hmm. so uh, we're, we're very lucky to have you guys in Oklahoma. Oh, thank you. Very much, you. It's so good to see so you again. You. Thank you for thank coming. You, yes, for <laughs> sure. All right. Great job. Thank you again for listening to Defining Moments podcast. If you like what you heard today, you can find more episodes on YouTube, search Defining Moments podcast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Do us a favor. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and a review that helps bump this podcast up and reach new listeners. And if you have a story that you would like to share, please reach out to us. Thank you again for listening. Stay undefeated, family. We appreciate you. Let's go, champ!